The WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio Shareathon. Today, we will be live on the air until 6 o'clock p.m. with guest hosts from the local community. And to say thank you for your financial support, we have some great gifts to enrich your Catholic faith. Operators are standing by right now to take your tax-deductible pledge. So call 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit wsficatholicradio.org to make your donation online. Welcome back. We are in the Hour of Mercy. It's 312 right now at WSFI Catholic Radio. And I uh, just want to say that our next guest is no surprise to WSFI. Uh, she, you can usually hear her this time, but it, usually it's on a Thursday. So little change up here because the subject's going to be a little bit different. Um, but if you're just tuning in, we're in the share It's the afternoon of our first day. We're only going to do it two days. So all the more important for you to pick up the phone and call 224-206-8455 or go online. We have some beautiful thank you gifts for you, which the operators would be happy to walk you through, but we have gifts at, uh, at every level. One of the ones, I think that the rosary that Gary uh, makes is gone because the Knights of Columbus gave us a $500 match. So by rights, it should go to the Knights of Columbus. But we're trying to raise money to build bookshelves in the Joan McHugh Catholic Resource Center. So they've donated 500 Let's assume it'll be about $800 for a bookcase. So the next person who's willing to uh, make that match in whole or in part will get us closer to our next bookshelf. Uh, if it's a topic that you want to donate the whole bookshelf, we'll put a plaque on. So, for example, if you want to be the person who sponsors the lives of the saints, uh, for $800 or for $100 a month for eight months, it's yours. Uh, so call us at 224-206-8455. This Catholic Resource Center uh, was something that Joan was working on when she went on to her glory. So it's our hope that by uh, her anniversary in March, the whole thing will be up and running and uh, a beautiful place that people can come in and browse and check out at no cost or charge authentic Catholic books on subjects, everything from the Eucharist to the lives of the saints to why we believe what we believe. Uh, there's CDs. We have a sports and faith collection. We have a spiritual warfare collection. So all we need is a place to put them, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we look forward to your wonderful support for us today. And we only do this twice a year. And so we just do value your listening to us uh, taking advantage of our wonderful programming, and then to keep us on the air, your very generous donations. So, so Susie, yes. McGinn, some of you who listen to the Healing the Whole Person show but don't know much about her, Susie McGinn is a Roman Catholic woman whose background and upbringing can relate to many other Catholic men and women of her era. She feels that there might be only one thing that may characterize and differentiate her Catholic faith, her conversion experience which she'll share with us later. Like so many of you, she too is a cradle Catholic and was educated for 16 years in Catholic schools. And we've been hearing this all day. People have gone to Catholic school their whole life. Having been born in Chicago in 1940, uh-oh. Okay. I'm doing the math. That's all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell them later. <laughs> Having been born in Chicago in the 1900s, she was raised in that wonderful era of our church, the 40s and 50s. She was gifted with the roots and foundation for where she is today in her faith and relationship to God. All this was nurtured and modeled by growing up in a devout family. Susie was educated as a registered medical technologist, her first vocation, and then God took her on her feet on her most favorite path, her marriage to the wonderful Joe McGinn with whom she spent 49 precious years and raised five children and now 14 grandchildren. Sadly, Susie is widowed, but because of the way God has continued to so faithfully guide her path, she has the time to do many things she's yearned to do for a long time, including be with us today to tell her story. So welcome, Susie, and thank you so much for coming. Thank you, thank you. You know, it's a great gift 
that's just one of the things that, um, unfortunately, with Joe's passing, but, you know, God closes a door and opens one, we always say. Um, but uh, with Joan McHugh's passing, she was a very dear friend of mine, as well as many people here at the station. And last fall, uh, she said to me, Susie, I'd like you to come and just um, listen in on the Healing the Whole Person show that she started about five years ago. And I said, well, I'll come, but I'm just going to listen. And, <laughs> well, uh, there's no way I can just come and listen. So, of course, I had to put my two cents in, and she enjoyed the little addition that I made and contri contribution. So we, um, I came back again and again and uh, kind of got into the show a little bit now and then. And then, unfortunately, God took her home very suddenly uh, last winter. And um, so there I was, um, falling right into place, and God had gotten me ready, uh, so I was somewhat comfortable uh, with doing this. So I have had to, the privilege of filling in with her but for Susie, her show. Yes, I just want to interject because my I, my relationship with you goes back to Marytown. Oh, Bible study with Brother Martin. Yes, remember he had that Come Lord Jesus oh, Bible yeah. study with, with Brother Camillus. Yes, oh, and John Morales. Oh, I was in there for over twenty years. Over yeah. twenty years. And, yeah, and Jim McCormack. Right. Was oh, there like, when we were there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lots, lots of beautiful people. So you knew the Bible inside and out. I mean, I looked at your Bibles, you and Joe. I mean, they were worn out. Well, that was then. But uh, what I'm going to tell you about was what it was like before that. Yes. <laughs> it yes. wasn't always that way, it Angie. It wasn't. But, no. but the training that you had studying the Bible is what made you such a great addition to the Healing the Whole Person show, I think. Well. I think your it's, knowledge it's, of Scripture. It's been a long time. Yes. A lot, many, many years. And so I, I hope I've grown a little. Yes. So, <laughs> so tell us a little bit. You said you referred to then and now. So well, tell us about then. Yeah. The, then um, I grew up in a family. I was youngest of four children, but I was the baby by 10 years. So um, my personality and character are very much like an oldest child in some ways and also the youngest. So I kind of mixed the psychologists up a little bit. <laughs> um, I was raised um, in a very strict but a very loving home. Uh, in my one thing that was very important in a family we know uh, is the, the father and uh, it my father even though he traveled with he was a traveling salesman uh, machine tools and he was gone a lot in those days but my mother uh, so lovingly and still under his authority took care of the home and uh, did so well but I have to say, my mother, when I was born, I had a very, very difficult birth. Uh, we almost both died, uh, but we did make it, praise God. Uh, and uh, But as a result of my birth, she developed very many chronic illnesses, which plagued her all my life, and she died when I was 21. So there were many, many ups and downs, but because of her illnesses, it caused me to take on a lot of responsibilities in the home uh, plus i had a lot of freedoms and i became a very uh independent and somewhat controlling kind of person uh, but it was just uh, the kind of the natural outflow of having uh, so many needs <laughs> that needed to be met and i was there and uh they gave them to me so uh that's a, that's that independence was a stumbling block for my faith. In what way? Well, because I learned that Jesus really wants us to be dependent on him. Christianity is about dependence, not independence. And so that's that was the hard part, and it still is today, because that was so deeply embedded into my personality and character as I was growing up that I, you know, I've had to relinquish that many, many times. So anyway, um, but then God brought that beautiful Joe McGinn into my life. And uh, Joe, uh, many of you knew him well, and, but he, he had a, a personality that was uh, very, very gifted. Uh, he was a lot of fun, and, uh, but he also had a deep spiritual center, and that really attracted me to him. 
Uh, and uh, he, we would memorize prayers together, believe it or not. Of course, we went to church. And How old were you, Susie? I was, when we were married, I was 25. He was 33. Oh. So we were mature, and uh, both had dated, you know, and knew. When we met, we met and were engaged in six weeks and married oh. in five months. So I don't recommend it because even though it worked <laughs> for us, I don't think, I think it's better to spend a little more time on the courtship. But God just showed us that this was right, and it was right. And we weren't perfect people, but we were God's perfect choice for each other. So that was good. Um, anyway, we we uh, started our family and uh, moved uh, and built our first home, actually the only home we ever built. And uh, shortly after I moved, we moved in, a very lovely evangelical lady and one of my neighbors came to my home and invited me to an interdenominational Bible study. And right away I refused. I said, oh no, you know. <laughs> uh, I just was totally uncomfortable with that, mainly because I knew nothing about the Bible. And I didn't want to embarrass the Catholic Church plus myself, of course. And so I had all kinds of excuses. But I want to go back for a minute because something happened when I was high, in high school that uh, a question arose that um, came into my life that got answered through God's providence. When I was a junior in high school, Sister Andrea, during our theology classes, would say over and over and over again, she'd say, you know, God, faith is a free gift from God. And I'd sit there and think, why do I have this? Why doesn't somebody, everybody have this? What am I doing in this school? Why do I live in this uh, f happy family? Why do I have this, am I in this neighborhood? I couldn't see beyond where I was and try and answer that question for everybody. And I certainly couldn't answer for myself. And uh, I wasn't allowed to doubt my faith in my home. I, my home was black and white in so many ways. So I never shared that with anybody, my doubt. And I finally, when I got to Marquette, I decided to take a course in apologetics. I thought, ah, now I'll get the answer of how, why this gift came into my life and how I can share it with others. Because they, we were encouraged to share our faith. Uh, I... And I just took that class, and it was total memorization. It was I I got no depth, I got no understanding, and it was a, it was a disaster as far as I was concerned. So I just this whole business of understanding this this free gift of faith and sharing it with others went right out the window. But because I had been so rooted in um, the sacraments in the meaning of, of being obedient, the benefits of being obedient, loving God, um, just the whole d devotion of the church, all the spirituality, it was so deeply in, rooted in me that out of that, I stayed with the church because I, I was afraid I'd be damned if I didn't. So I just did it, but I did it for the wrong reasons. So, but I stuck with it. And then, like I said, this wonderful Joe McGinn came along, that wonderful invitation to the Bible study, and then God started putting it together. But I w there was another main factor that throughout this, the thread through all these years, and that is the beautiful devotion that the Cincinnati Dominicans had to Our Lady that they embedded and gave to us all through grammar school and high school. Uh, it was, even though it was a packed school, there were 63 in my gra eighth grade class. Can you believe that? 63 eighth graders in one room. <laughs> anyway, but they miraculously uh, gave us a great love for her and a, and a, a great respect and a devotion and understanding and went on into high school. We, uh, we prayed the family rosary at home and in high school we had a perpetual rosary all day long, every day. There was someone in the chapel saying the rosary. I joined the sodality. I became the prefect of sodality. I used to call myself the imperfect 
prefect. <laughs> Just mix up the E and the R. Uh, but uh, those, that was a very important foundation for the what continued on in my life. So back to the Bible study. I, she browbeat me, and, but very politely and very kindly persisted. And I ran out of excuses, and so I acquiesced. And one day I said, all right, I'll go. So it was in my neighborhood. And now I want you to know, this was attended by church, Christian churches from all over our town. So it wasn't just Methodist or just Evangelical or just Lutheran or just Catholic. It was everybody. So I walk in, and there sitting on this love seat were two of the most wonderful nuns from our church. And I was so self-conscious, I just completely looked at, lost it. And I just said to them, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I was just so uncomfortable and so self-conscious. And so they said, oh, Susie, we love it. You will, too. I said, okay, okay, <laughs> I'm here. So then, yes, then I was received by these beautiful women over and over again with such love and respect and kindness and gentleness. They didn't challenge me or embarrass me in any way. Uh, it was it was all good, and I and I just think you know that one of the favorite gospels Joe and I had that we used to love to go over is the one, the story of the two travelers on the road to Emmaus and when Jesus comes along and teaches them, going through all the scriptures from Moses all the way up. Uh, to through David and and uh, Jesus is uh, coming, and as he, what did they say when he, after he broke the bread and he left them, they looked at each other and as they were walking back to Jerusalem and said, "Didn't our hearts burn within us while he was explaining the scriptures to us on the road?" And uh, we, uh, Joe and I, often felt, "Oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if." W- when we get to heaven, we can hear Jesus's explanation to them that he gave to them on the road. I hope we can. But uh, it was, it was, that's the way it was for me. Really, my heart was burning inside of me when I was listening to them and the way they loved the word of God. And it was becoming clearer and clearer to me. But one of the things that they were emphasizing was conversion. It was coming to know Jesus personally. It was becoming a Christian. And all of this really kind of grated against me. I, I thought, not me. I'm a Catholic. I've been a Christian all my life. I've, I've done this. I've done that. I've, I've always been very obedient. I've all the sacraments. I've done everything right. Uh, I... You know, I work hard in my marriage and in my church and my family, and but it was all be my my me my goodness. And then they began to share with me that it wasn't my goodness that was going to save me; it was Jesus's goodness, His righteousness. And so that that just a light bulb when I went, well, wow. So, oh, depending, depending on his goodness, not depending on Susie's goodness. You know, there's a beautiful verse in um, Ephesians 2, 8. Um, what am I, wait a minute, let me look. I have it here. I wrote it out because I wanted to share it with you. I'll find it. Here it is. It says... For by grace you have been saved, through faith. There it is, that free gift, right? And that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. So you can see that that is, in a nutshell, that's me. That's where I stood now, this is what I come, came to understand, because I didn't before. I was 
I was totally dependent on my walk with the Lord, what I was doing, how I was praying, how I was serving him, and how I was being obedient, rather than relying on his goodness and his obedience all the way to the cross. So little by little, I was, I was learning how to become more dependent on who God was. But then again, they knew him. They knew him in a way that I didn't. They talked about him like he was sitting right there, like he was their best friend. And all I could think of was, well, I know a lot about him. I've studied a lot about him. Over 16 years, you get a lot about him and his mother. But I really didn't have, they had a heart knowledge of him that I didn't have. And I longed for that. They made it very attractive. You know, what I really needed to do was to make a short, short trip from my head to my heart. It was only 12 inches, Angie. (laughs) But I needed to do that. But I didn't know how yet. I didn't know how to get what they had. Another challenge they gave me was whether or not I was really a Christian. And I thought, well, of course. Well, then our Bible study leader, she explained what Christianity was. And she said, you know, girls, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. Christianity is what God has done for man through the death, passion, death, and resurrection of his son. That's relationship that he wants us to have with him through the the passion of his son that's what christianity is accepting that into our lives it's not a religion religion she said is a wonderful thing it's what man does in response to the most loving act god ever could do for mankind which was give us his son and so we that's how we worship we adore we praise we love and we love our faith and we love our catholic faith especially going and growing in that relationship but that relationship starts first with accepting him as our lord and savior well that pride that independent spirit that i have and had and still do still plagues me, causes a lot of pride. And I didn't want to give up. I thought, no, you can't tell me after all these years, after all I've done, after all my education, all my upbringing, that I don't have, I'm not a Christian. You can't say that. I'm a Catholic Christian. Mm, Okay. Well, we went on a few more months. Joe and I attended a couple's Bible study. Same thing. He loved it. As a Notre Dame grad, he fell hook, line, and sinker like I did. He, he, he was hungry for the word. And we then were invited to attend, of all things, something called a Lay Institute for Evangelization. And the purpose of this institute was to teach us how to share our faith, something I'd wanted to do all along. But I didn't know what to share. So we went... And we listened, and we listened, same message over and over. At the end, on the very last day, we were in our uh, motel room, and in the morning, and I said to Joe, I said, you know something I've got to tell you? I don't think I've ever really given my life to Christ. I've never asked him to be the Lord of my life. I've never asked him to make me the kind of person he wants me to be. And he said, me either. I said, let's do it. He said, okay. So we got out of bed and knelt by our bed together. It was such a beautiful moment in our lives. And we committed our lives to Christ. Made that 12-inch trip. How long ago was that, Susie? That was when I was 29. 29? 29, and now I'm almost 80. So it's still, as you can see, a burning 
love and fervor in my heart. So all these years, I, I've led Bible studies, I've, and especially in the Catholic Church, um, I've had the chance of to, to share my faith like this with thousands of women, because I spoke for Christian Women's Club for nine and a half years, all over the Midwest. So it was a wonderful thing, just bringing people to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but as much as I could back into the Catholic Church. And that's where my heart is, and that's where my burden is uh, for my fellow Catholics. I want them. That's why I, I love the opportunity to share this today on this beautiful radio station, which I love so much. But it's because I feel like there are, there are people that maybe don't know just what they can do to share their faith or, most of all, to get to that point where they love the Word, they love going to church, they love worshiping, they love praying, and they love receiving the Eucharist, they love Eucharistic adoration, and they love Our Lady. So that is um, my, uh, the greatest burden I have, and that those are my goals as I evangelize. But it starts with that relationship, that one-on-one -on -one relationship with our Lord and accepting what God did for us. Do you think a lot of times it's through adversity that we find him? Like when something, like we get hit by a freight train in our life. Like in your case, you just had this searching, searching, searching. Right. That was in your head. But, you know, I know, especially women, I know a lot of women that it was when there was a trigger event in their life that made them realize, you know, when someone says, what can I do for you? And they go, nothing. The only one who can do it is Jesus. You That's know, right. Like it's really, it's the dependence that you talked about. Right, yes. Um, handing it to him and being willing to know that he loves us and that he'd never let anything happen to us that wasn't beautiful for us, either this world or the next. All kinds of him. things can bring us to this, this saving knowledge, I think, of him. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's, it's totally wrong to think that once you have this relationship that everything is going to be glorious afterwards. We had the most difficult times in our family life and our marriage uh, after this. And so, but thank God we knew where our strength was. We knew our foundation. We knew where to go. And we could go through an even plane, even though it was very difficult. For one thing, my husband was diagnosed bipolar, and for nine and a half years, he did not take any medication. So it was a very challenging, with five teenagers, to uh, go through this time. How did you go through it? I just, one day at a time, truly. Sometimes one moment at a time. Because I never knew what to expect. I couldn't, you couldn't make a plan. Because with a, with a, that manic depression, it's never the same. It never, two days aren't the same. So God keeps you on edge, but he's always there. I had beautiful people around me, um, beautiful friends. And Isn't that ironic that and you mentioned earlier, Susie, that you want to be in control. You, you were one of those personalities that you tended towards wanting to control things. And for then sure. you just said the situation God put you in once you found him right. was that you'd never be in control because you didn't know what was going to happen with him which would affect you so exactly that was like the antithesis of what your natural instincts were that's right and it was exactly um so you 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 do not know what god is going to give you but i was never afraid um i uh, and i remember one day when it was particularly difficult i just said over and over and over again I can do all things, this is from Galatians, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I said that all day long because I needed to. It was, it was a really tough day. But it gave me such peace, and, and God brought <laughs> all these beautiful people to support me that day, which, of course, I, I needed. So he's, and here today, just, I'm just, so honored 
to share his story, and it is his story, um, with all of our listeners on this beautiful station. And I just want to stop for a minute and just say, everybody, please call. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, please call. And I want to remind you of the number. If you've got paper and pencil, it's 224-206-8463. We really need your support because this is such a valuable affiliate of EWTN, this radio station. And we have an online um, address that is very easy. It's just WSFIRadio.org. Very simple. WSFIRadio.org. So please contact us and support us any way you can. And we will continue to support you with the wonderful programming that Angie provides for us and the wonderful programming that we can hook into from the Global Catholic Radio on EWTN. So this is a, this is a rich station and uh, most valuable, especially during these times of the church. We need this. We need this support. We need this truth proclaimed in a powerful way. And uh, that's that's our goal, isn't it? As we w- totally expect the Immaculate Heart of Mary to triumph through these de- us through us through these days, and we will s- uh, be her voice as much as we can be. But I want to um, say a couple other things because I, one of the things that's I think people don't know how to share their faith, and I didn't either. But it's really very simple. First of all, I urge you, if you aren't sure, if you were like my husband and I, after all those years of Catholic training and, and obedient uh, Catholic lives, still weren't sure, if you're not, I want to encourage you to make that commitment. And let me show you just quickly how, what you could say. Just think now. You'd say something like, Jesus, I know you have a wonderful plan for my life and have chosen me to be yours before the foundation of the world. That was even in the scriptures today at Mass, that he chose us before the foundations of the world. And then, Jesus, I know I've sinned and that that sin separates me from you. And I know that you by your passion and death on the cross, made every provision for forgiving me. And I thank you for cleansing me of all my sins. And lastly, say, Jesus, I know that you want to be the Lord of my life. I know you want to be the Lord of my life, so I give my heart to you, my mind, my soul, my body, to your holy will for your care, your forgiveness, your indwelling. Do with me what you will and fill me with your Holy Spirit and make me the kind of person you want me to be. And then say over and over, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. And he will come. He will come into your life and he will never leave you. And then, the very easy part is to get a piece of paper and pencil and sit down and think, what was my life before I knew Jesus personally? How did I come to know him? And how did my life change? Think about that, write it down. That's your story. That's what I told you today. That was my, that's my story. And you'll find people love to hear your personal witness. And they can't argue with the truth. They'll listen. So if you have an opportunity to witness, remember the words of Jesus in Luke 12. He said, Do not worry about how or what you are to speak in your defense or what you are to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. You know, my friends, when I was growing up, 
as I told you, my parents raised me in a very beautiful, devout Catholic home. They made very, very good choices for me. One of the things was my Catholic education. And we used to have something that some of you may be familiar with called the Baltimore Catechism. And there was a question in there. And it said, why did God make you? And the answer was to know, love, and serve him in this life and in the next. But notice what the first word was. It was to know him. I did not. I only knew him in my head, but not in my heart. And so all those beautiful choices my parents made for me, now, as you can see, it came a time in my life when I needed to make that choice. It was my time to choose. And so I did. I chose Jesus. And I hope you will do the same. And I hope that you will find, God will bring people into your life who need to hear your story. Because a lot of people did do of all faiths, of all walks in life. It might be somebody next to you on a plane. It might be somebody in your Bible study. It may be just a, a waiter or waitress in a restaurant. You'll never know. God will bring people to you that need to hear your story because he can trust you and you can trust him. So I just thank you so much again for how you've supported us thus far on this beautiful radio, Catholic radio station. Again, our number is 224. You can write this under your testimony now, everybody. It's 224-206-8455. And our call letters are WSFIRadio.org. So please be generous. There are some beautiful prizes. And Bonnie, do you want to tell us about some of those beautiful gifts they get for their generous donations? Well, after that, uh, I mean, it kind of takes your breath away, Susie. What a beautiful story. Thank you. What a beautiful story. And, of course, uh, I knew Joe also, and what a beautiful couple. Thank you. What a beautiful couple for all eternity, right? Praise God. Praise God <laughs> he, on he, that one. He did it. Sure. He did it. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm here with Susie and Angela, and I have to just remind everybody that we are listener-supported Catholic radio, and you would have never heard this beautiful, beautiful story on any secular channel. So how lucky you are. And... Uh, Nothing is ever, ever by luck. There's a reason that things happen, and there's a reason you have your radio on. And it, it isn't just to be a listener supporter, but it's to hear a conversion story, or I, Susie really didn't need to be converted. She needed to be, have direction. And what a beautiful story, Angela. I, it it just touches your heart, and you would never, ever hear it if you weren't listening. And we can't keep on the air without your help. So let's get to what we may have. Anybody who calls in for a do, uh, for uh, and gives a donation will receive what we call a power pack with whole blessed oil, blessed salt, um, a rosary guide, holy water, and much more. But Angela, I think we have a match on the table. We do. We do. The match is for uh, up to $500. I want to thank the Knights of Columbus in Mundelein, uh, but it's up to $500. It can be $50 a month. It could be $40 a month for 12 months, but um, one of the things, those matches go a long way. And then we also have a match on a monthly basis uh, for up to $500 a month, I believe. So actually, a monthly donation, it's a twofer, isn't it? You get the match for the, uh, the Knights of Columbus, and we'll get the match for the monthly donation. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, come on in, John. We have a nice Columbus person eating peanuts here in our... Uh, oh, my goodness. And I think he might have been the one who's responsible. We were just talking about conversion stories. Yeah, come on in, John. So, John, we just mentioned your name on the year. We have John Krigler from the Knights of Columbus in uh, Mundelein. And I think that uh, Mark Curran mentioned that the Knights of Columbus in Mundelein, did you did you merge with the Knights of Columbus in uh, St. Joseph's here in Libertyville? Yes. Yes. Okay, so have a seat, John. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, perfect timing. Thank you for, thank you for coming by. I understand that you're working extra hard we these tr- days. We try. Yeah. We're selling Christmas trees with uh, Mundelein Council and the Council in Libertyville at St. Joseph's. So. And uh, where do people buy those Christmas trees? Marytown. At oh. Marytown. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have a beautiful lot there. Yeah. They yeah. do, and those trees are beautiful. I, I see them every day as I go to Mass, and I really took a look at them on Sunday when I had a little bit more time. They are absolutely beautiful trees and yeah. everyone should support the knights and the lot is and just east just mm-hmm. east of their parking lot and it's very accessible and off right off 176 and so Susie, i maybe. just want to mention that we do have a donor uh he wants to be anonymous from prince of peace parish so we have another parish in our family of wsfi listeners oh come on in bill come on in bill <laughs> he's running the we're just taking people who come into the radio station, suiting them up with a mic and a headphone. Uh, but Bill has been terrific with, we mentioned the magnets as a way to have silent evangelization. And Bill, come on in. Come in the studio. Go in there. Yep. So uh, he started this campaign. Uh, John, you'll appreciate this. It's called Silent Evangelization. Oh. And he got, I don't know how many people from Prince of Peace to... Um, to put car magnets on their cars. 58. 58. We're going to give you a mic and ha- John, we might want to have you slide down over there and have Bill sit there. We want you to tell your story. Yeah, you are. He's a natural. Bill stood up at the healing conference and he was telling his uh, story about how he got people to have magnets. So we have a full house here. We have John Krigler, we have Bill Burns, Susan McGinn, Bonnie Quirk, and yours truly. And we're all here together. So, uh, first of all, John, we gave you the mic. You were telling us about how the Knights of Columbus is selling Christmas trees. Yes, at Marytown. And you have to flick your little switch there. we got to make that a hot mic. There we go. Hot. Yeah, hot mics of our friend yes, here. Yes, selling, uh, the, selling uh, trees at Marytown. And uh, we've done this for since 2003 uh, with George Cardinal Mundelein Council and St. Joseph Council Cardinal Stritch Council. And it's 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 a wonderful thing, you know. The Knights of Columbus, also, uh, they, Father Michael J. McGivney created the Knights of Columbus in 1882, and it was to help the parish priest, and we're to grow. So, Cardinal Mundelein Council grew off of Cardinal Stritch Council. Cardinal Stritch Council grew off of Waukegan Council. Waukegan Council used to be the only council in Lake County. And now there's 17 councils in Lake Wonderful. Lake. 17 mm-hmm. councils in Lake. Well, we really appreciate, John, that uh, the donation. Right now, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're in uh, WSFI 88.5 FM year-end share So that means that all of your donations are federally tax-deductible. We're raising money to build and complete the Catholic Resource Center across the hall. And with the donation of the Knights of Columbus, John, we were saying that uh, we have a wonderful collection of beautiful Catholic books that were left to us and we've accumulated. Uh, some will be on the lives of the saints, some on the Eucharist, some on apologetics. Some might have some car magnets in them, maybe. <laughs> um, and so what we're trying to do is raise money. It, we are guessing it's about $800 a bookcase by the time we're done. So with your $500 well, and the match, I, that would get us. I have some news for What's you. What's that? Um, I put a call in to um, our carpenter who owns a cabinet shop really? at George Cardinal Mundelein Council. And he's agreed to just build whatever you need. Wow, oh. so we just have to pay for the wood. Right. We pay for the wood just and he'll do the, the labor. He'll do the labor, he'll put it in. Wow, um, well, this name, is going to be a great day. What's his his name, name is Jim Steubing. Jim he is oh, Jim. Yeah, he's the council he's, financial secretary. So. He's a great, great guy. Does he have a business we should support? Sure, sure. He's in Arlington Heights, and he's very busy. He's very busy all the time. He only works word of mouth, like this radio station. You know, and, and he's you, a you only you only get your donations from word you know WSFI 
88.5 FM from word of mouth. So Jim Stubing has a company called Vanities Incorporated. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So, so that is going to be a beautiful room for us. That is going to be a Joan, gift. Joan McHugh yeah. still working overtime. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Bill, um, tell us a little bit at Prince of Peace. You started a program of, uh, well, let's back up. I was at a booth handing out for the Legion of Mary, and we were handing things out, and then we ran into your robotics team from Prince of Peace. Yes, and you had them on the radio, and they really appreciated that. Um, well, we appreciate it. They were fantastic. What a great, what a great initiative that is at Prince Peace. Yeah, uh, we took them down to the Lake County Fair. Yes. And they had a booth down there, and you couldn't keep the kids away from the booth. They were dragging mom and dad over to the booth to watch the robotics in action, and uh, that's been very successful. Uh, at Prince Peace years ago, we had a team that won the Illinois State Championships, the United States Championship, and they went on to the Worlds. Wow. Something. Yeah. Uh, but now there's so many, there's thousands of schools, and to get to that far is awfully difficult now. And the program taught them life school skills and um, spiritual skills as well as just robotics, which was what Correct. I think the integration of their faith into the robotics program was what really set it apart. I agree. Yeah. So then you befriended us. You took us under your wing. And tell us a little bit about the car magnet idea that you had. Well, uh, right now, as of now, we have 58 cars at Prince of Peace that have the magnet on the back of their car. The reason I've been doing that is that I have a magnet, and I stop at an intersection. Car pulls up behind me, and he sees that Catholic Oh, I haven't been to Mass since Christmas. Oh, no, wait a minute. Last Christmas. It's been two years since I've been to Mass. <laughs> Bill, you've got to go to Mass. He said, <laughs> I'm going to go home and talk to my spouse tonight about that. Well, nothing happens. A couple of days later, she pulls into the grocery store. She's shopping, bringing the groceries out, and there's a car parked there that's got a sign on it. I'm going to talk to my husband tonight. Well, nothing happens. Saturday, they're both at Walmart. They're walking in, there's another car. As they're coming out, and they say, hey, 88.5. They get in the car, turn the radio on. And it's just, you know, they may not come back, but at least you've got them started. You've got them thinking. So I, I love the idea of the car magnets. And, and how did you get 50, how did you get that many people to put the magnets on the car? Uh, well, we just went to, I went to all the various ministries. The Knights of Columbus, they took 14 to the Knights of Columbus, and then our pastoral council, eight people, everyone took that. I've just been going, and I still got, I haven't hit the teachers yet <laughs> in school. <laughs> i got a few more to, to go. Wow. But, like, uh, I, it, you know, you, it, it may actually work. You know, people see that, and they start thinking again. And uh, so that's the sales pitch is you may be the one that actually helps bring that person back. Well, you know, it's funny that you said that because the person who donated those magnets, we could never afford them. We were lucky to afford the bumper stickers and those were donated, but it was the strangest thing. One of our listeners, uh, Larry and Maureen Marion, uh, mentioned that when they were, I think they were in Ohio, and they saw a Catholic radio magnet. And it made them aware that there was Catholic radio in there, because most Catholic radios can't advertise. So it's really, like you were saying, John, if you something like that to even let them know you're here. And they saw the Catholic radio, they started to listen to it, and they couldn't get over how it enriched their faith. So when Lent came around, and they were trying to think, because they have, I think they have five children, and they're young. And uh, when Lent came around, uh, Larry decided that's what he was gonna do for his Lenten almsgiving, so they contacted us. And he had those car magnets and it helps he works in purchasing, so he knew how to negotiate. That helps too. <laughs> he got them at a good price, but he was so generous. And yesterday I was at Jewel in Gray's Lake. I took a picture of it for you, so it's funny that you called. Guess what? There was a car I didn't recognize and it had a WSFI magnet on it. So if you want to have a magnet, what's the number someone would call? 224 8455. Now, I have had a number of people who have emailed me asking me for magnets, but they don't tell me how to get them to them. They just say, I'd like a magnet. And then you email them back and say, okay, where do I send them? And then I don't hear back from them. So if you uh, would like to email us, make sure you tell us how we, how we can get it to you. 
So, John, do you have a story, or Bill, do you have a story? We're talking about uh, stories where the Immaculate Heart of Mary has triumphed in your life. Uh, Susie was talking about how uh, her faith, I think her, her pursuit of getting to go to a deeper level and turn her and really get to know Jesus Christ as a person rather than as just a set of guys. I don't know, am I saying the right words? Sure. But to really know him the way you know your husband or your wife or your brother or your sister, um, that kind of led her to be the catalyst in evangelization. Do either of you, John and Bill, have a story of how the Immaculate Heart, because that's the theme of our share is in the end, the Immaculate Heart will triumph. John, <laughs> your conscience is calling you. <laughs> you have Fulton Sheen to your left and Bill Burns to your right. Almost St. Fulton Sheen. Almost, the 21st? yeah. 21st? No. no. It's been postponed. Oh, oh, well, okay. I'm at the radio station. I'm learning this. This is good news. That's why you have you to know. listen to No, well, it's bad news no, that it was when, postponed. Bad news. When we die, even Jesus went to purgatory for three days. And when we die, <laughs> only Mary. That's as, a new as, one. <laughs> as I understand, they went for three days. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. We're all going to go somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> Every soul that's alive is going to go somewhere. Hopefully more than three days. <laughs> Hopefully for eternity. <laughs> right. We'll you have know, to make a short trip. There's a there's a place where you go and you wait out your turn. It's uh, yeah, there's purgatory. A lot, yeah. There's a lot of souls, and it was told to me that only Mary can go into that place. Wow. And I will tell you this. Remember your prayers. When you leave Earth, all you have is your memory. And when you, when you pray when you're there, she comes to you. I, I know that firsthand. John, tell us your story. No. No, it's, it's too private right now. And yeah. Uh, but did I, the Immaculate Heart try I'm actually, in your life? I just stopped by. To, to give us money and we, and we gave a mic and stuck yeah, it in your face and said, right. tell us how the Immaculate I'm, Heart I'm on tried. my way to pick up Christmas gifts. Oh. Uh, we're having our Knights of Columbus Christmas party on Wednesday. And we're having, we have bingo every Monday, and I'm on my way to pick up a donation for bingo because there's a Christmas party at Santa Maria de Popol Parish Center at bingo. So uh, tonight is bingo night. Um, and I'm advertising for WSFI 88.5 FM. For sure. Yes, maybe and, uh, you could bring some magnets. Uh, sure, I could oh, bring magnets. That would be great. Yeah. That would be great. But John, I met John Krigler in the Legion of Mary. And at the time, I think, you, were you the president? At, uh, I was, of yeah. the Santa Maria, Santa Maria de Popolo. Mm. Yeah. And you, you proclaim yeah. there? Yes. Yeah, I did. You know, it brings to mind the words of Father McGovern, who says, God, call me when you're ready, but make me ready when you call. Oh. <laughs> and awesome. I, I think that's something that we all ought to remember. Uh, and that's that's the whole business of evangelization. We want everybody to be ready that's right. when he calls. And uh, our contributions, our uh, you know, our commitment. Uh, God put us all in this time and place with a specific job for everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, sharing the Catholic faith is uh, a responsibility for everyone. And then the nights magnets, healing, life, all of that goes to enrich the church. But I think Father McGovern's words are really good. You know, God, call me when you're ready, but make me ready when you call. Mm -hmm. And we want everybody to be ready. So we want them to pick up the phone and keep us on the air. So we can be ready to share our faith with them when they call and, they, and right. then when they tune in they'll be getting something good something 224 206 Bill you you handle evangelism we were just talking Susie gave a testimony about how she learned on how to evangelize the faith through personal testimony and her talk was how she was a cradle Catholic, and then she took the next step in her faith. And she has that on-fire desire to spread the Catholic faith, and she talked about the power of personal testimony. Did that sum it up correctly, Sure, Susan? sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's an, an old saying that um, successful witnessing 
which is what we're doing here, is sharing Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and leaving the results to God. Yes, always. Yeah, and uh, not trying to run run the show, which I love to do. <laughs> you know, so it's but just relinquish it and trust that He'll use uh, His Holy Spirit guided words to reach. And you know that's kind of antithetical to our culture. Susie, we're told to keep our religion to ourselves. So much so that we've gotten to the point where they're saying, well, he can't be or she can't be in the Supreme Court because she's a Catholic or he's a Catholic. And she'll impose her values or the Catholic values and there has to be separation of church and state. I think too, you know, that uh, all of this is God's timing. I think that control, and I have it too, is we want everything in our time, in our time, and yet God's time is the perfect time. And sometimes relinquishing your control and saying, well, it may never be in my time, but it is. I give it to you in your time, and I accept that totally. Uh, when you do your what we want in your time, God bless very you. difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. very wonderful. difficult. Mm-hmm. And you're getting all this on WSFI two two four two zero six eight four five five. Please call with a donation, mm-hmm. and you can talk to Heidi or Brian. Mm-hmm. But on the subject of timing, just something that I might add to that, which is my, my personal view, is that we're called to do everything in our God-given power. I've, I've heard us say in the old days, I'd say, well, you know, if God wanted it, he'll take care of it. But he needs us. He calls us. He, they say God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the, the called. Call. And so he calls like the little people, like me and you and whatever, and he leads us. He leads us, not us leading him, but he leads us into these situations. And sometimes those situations, if we really surmise them, they would be overwhelming, like Mother Angelica, right? Like Mother Angelica, she said, it takes, sometimes it takes, you have to be willing to do the ridiculous to accomplish the impossible. So on the one hand, you leave the results to him because one of the things I find that holds me back and others back is the fear of human respect. That we don't want, we're, we're afraid that if we fail, people will say, oh, she started this and she couldn't finish it, or he did this or he did that. But that's where I think the relinquishing of the control is, is you know, to pray, to let God lead you. Mm-hmm. And then once he's leading you, know that it's his power that's going to accomplish the results the way he wants and and when he wants but if you're not willing to exert yourself or be the object of ridicule or scorn you have to be willing to fail absolutely absolutely and you have to be willing to take a punch Mm -hmm. right you have to be willing to be catholic which right now i find in my lifetime that it's uh it's probably one of the most unpopular things you can be in your life right now is is catholic and with the teachings of the catholic church in this culture. And I pray that one of the things that WSFI can stay firm with is to, like under the, under we, we have a wonderful evangelist in Fulton Sheen as a patron saint. I pray that God will guide us so that we will always proclaim the truths of the Catholic faith in season and out of season, uh, and that we will be able to continue that mission and stay strong and leave the results leave the results to God. And to hear his voice when he calls you. Open right. those ears. Hear his voice. He calls you by name. And he calls you to a specific role. You know, but we have to be open and willing and relinquish that control to hear it and process it and then to act on it. Then to Absolutely. So we're at the to- a little bit past the top of the hour uh, in this impromptu group. We're going to have to go back to regular scheduled programs for a few minutes. At 5 o'clock, we have Father John Calgaro 
oh. coming uh, from Marytown. Nice. Oh. Yeah, he, um, Father John was the priest, for those of you who are listening, that offered the first Friday Mass. Uh, we're actually looking for a priest to offer the first Friday Mass for January, so if any of you are listening or would like to uh, offer the Mass if you're a priest or invite your priest, uh, give us a call. And what's that number to call? 224-206-8400. And remember, online you may donate also at wsfiradio.org. WSFI. Well, Susie, you were a delightful host for this hour. It went by Thank so you. fast. I'm honored to be here. And totally what a, honored. What a phenomenal story about how to witness to the faith in your personal journey. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you. Bill, thank you for coming by. Thank you for donation. John, thank you for all the Knights of Columbus does and all you've done. God bless you. And Bonnie Quirk. You're going to be hearing my voice in your sleep tonight. Thank you, Bonnie. You've been here since early this morning. Thank you so much for being a great hostess. And we'll be back for our concluding guest at 5 o'clock. Thank you for being a part of the WSF. Amen. Liking us.